Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Living large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, a co-host today. Dave Anderson. And our producer. William Jeffries. And today we'll be talking about GitOps. What is GitOps? William, it's been a while. Thanks for coming on again to the show. How you been? I've been good. It's good to be back. I'm in Budapest now, and so time zones are just, it's just much easier to schedule than mm-hmm. from Seoul. And yeah. so... Yeah. There are so many times we spoke to Sleepy William. I had to <laughs> really do a lot of warm-ups and jumping jacks. Yeah. It's like the middle of the afternoon. The time I'm difference. Sharp right now. So, I'm ready. Let's do this. Yeah. So, the moment we started talking with you... You're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this thing called GitOps. And I'm like, how is that any different than infrastructure as code? Which you're like, why is everyone asking me the same question? (laughs) It's literally, I mean, I understand because that's the question I asked when somebody told me about GitOps. What is it? Like, I think it's just a badly named thing. (laughs) Why did you name it GitOps? It's just just a bad name. Yeah. So... (laughs) What is GitOps, right? I could go from the GitOps.tech. I'll read the first sentence. GitOps is a way of implementing continuous deployment for cloud-native applications. And I think William gave us that definition, too, in which Dave's rebuttal was, well, how is that any different than infrastructure as code, <laughs> right? But William, you've been working in this mindset in GitOps for some time now, yeah? Yeah, I'm fully bought in at this point. I think it's an improvement. I mean, the way that we think of deployment pipelines is you merge your code to master and then that triggers a CI job that then goes and does a one-time deployment or one-time apply of your changes to your infrastructure. And then you forget about it. That's it. You, You don't think about it again until the next time you go to deploy a change. And... One problem with that is that things can drift. And so if you go two weeks without deploying, when you go to do the next deploy, there's been two weeks of drift. And that's just an inherent flaw in a push-based system. So with GitOps, it flips the script and it's pull-based instead of push-based. So the infrastructure is constantly polling your Git repo. And anytime that the the infrastructure defined in your Git repo is different from the actual state of your infrastructure in production, it will reconcile. It'll try and get your production infrastructure to match what's in GitHub. So you have like a kind of a constant self-healing that happens. So when you're saying like your infrastructure is pulling your Git repo... You're not talking about like my CI server, my Jenkins server has like a cron job on it that runs every 10 minutes to pull it down and run the scripts. You're talking about actually like my API server is itself concerned with, you know, is it set up properly? Right. So there are different uh, CI tools that you can use that are designed specifically for Kubernetes using this GitOps framework. So the most popular ones at the moment are Flux and Argo CD. And I guess you could argue that it's really not that different from, you know, having Jenkins just polling every 10 minutes. I think if you really boil it down, that's kind of what's going on, but it is fundamentally different in that the 
CI serve like the CI service is a part of your cluster. It's inside your cluster. So your threat model is, I mean, it's just, it's a better security practice. Like if you have a CI server like Jenkins that has the ability to create, update and delete whatever containerized services you're running, then if that CI server gets compromised, the person who pwned your CI server now has access to everything in production. So that kind of God mode CI server is a really common security issue that people see that you see in industry in lots of different companies. And one of the things that's nice about tools like Argo CD or, or Flux is that because they're running inside of the cluster already, you don't have an external threat. You would have to already own your whole Kubernetes cluster in order to own Argo. Right. So rather than having like as like you mentioned, like if you're you create a branch that will spin up the that will spin up the the pipeline, it's different than if you had Argo CD doing polling for your GitHub because you would have to have access to Argo and the Kubernetes cluster versus your GitHub pipeline. Right. It's like everybody in your org probably has at least limited access to your CI server, right? Like if I'm a developer and I can make a branch and push it up and have the CI server run some kind of pipeline and, you know, run some of the code that I've written, then I effectively have at least somewhat limited access to the CI server itself, right? And you could imagine if somebody's GitHub credentials got compromised, an attacker could inject some malicious code, push up a branch, and get the CI server to, I don't know, say, install a backdoor. So with Argo CD, that threat is eliminated because it's not a separate service and it's not running scripts. It's just applying Terraform. It's just applying Kubernetes. Yeah, Kubernetes manifests based on what's in version control. Yeah, and, and based on the information that Argo CD has. So, like, there's, like, an additional layer of credentials you would need to even then try to install a backdoor for this particular Kubernetes cluster. Right, yeah. So, the way it works is Argo CD allows you to target a revision. And that could be a branch, it could be a tag, it could be a specific Git SHA, anything you could reference in Git. And then you can configure Argo CD to target that particular revision and make the environment match whatever Kubernetes manifests are defined, whether that's like Helm charts or or like customized scripts or, or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at the getops.tech and another thing that I see that is a benefit to using GitOps would be fast error recovery, given that you're able to see the history of your environment changes over time. So then you'd be able to revert exactly to the Git SHA that had the infrastructure that was working at the time. I imagine it's much easier than if you were to, you know, I imagine in, in a push system, you would have to merge that change into master and then have that uh, go up and then rerun the pipeline versus being able to have your I guess Argo CD point to the SHA that you want to revert to, and that's just as fast. Yeah, it automates a bunch of stuff that otherwise you would need to do manually. Like, you could build a Jenkins pipeline that allows you to do, like, rollbacks, 
but if whatever's in production is just identical to whatever's on your master branch, then you you just don't have to worry about implementing that because you just do a revert commit and merge it to master and it's done faster. You don't have to wait for a bunch of checks to run. The checks are sort of independent. It's like whatever checks needed to run ran when you merged to master. I guess the question that I have for you, given that you've been working in this for some time, for any projects that are currently in the push or that's not using GitOps, would you recommend them to start moving in that direction? Or is this something that you would do like for a brand new project going forward? I think if you are operating a Kubernetes cluster as part of your infrastructure, I would definitely recommend switching to like a pull-based system using either Argo CD or Flux. Probably Argo CD would be my recommendation. I don't think there's any reason to hold off on that for for legacy projects. And certainly if I were starting a new project, I would use that approach. I think that's where the whole industry is kind of moving. I, I think see. increasingly that will just be the standard. Is Argo CD open source? Yeah. Yeah, it's open source. It's um, under the, the CNCF foundation. Argo is like a family. They have uh, four products. There's like Argo CD, there's Argo Workflows. That whole Argo family, all of those projects are under CNCF, which is a nonprofit, the Cloud Native Computing Foundation, and they offer funding for open source projects and incubation and stuff. And the things that, the thing I'm really excited about, the things that are coming out of that foundation, they're doing great work. And I see here in the uh, GitOps.tech, should I hire GitOps engineers for my team now? And the answer is no. <laughs> no. There's no, there are no GitOps engineers. It's like how you need DevOps on your team, I guess. GitOps is not a role and neither is DevOps. GitOps <laughs> is a set of practices. I think that's pretty uh, clever for them to actually announce because, you know, the tech industry they hear that you know we need this one thing and then we have to hire for those people all the time and just so you know it's a set of practice it is not a role right i imagine william you're not just a devops person you just know the set of practices to run the operations on your current client yeah i am a get up if you are looking to hire a get up please let me know <laughs> you're you one whole get up yeah <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, no, this is uh there's a whole lot of different tools that are mentioned on the getops.tech and I would suggest anyone who's interested in in brushing up their infrastructure to check out getops.tech. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.